Hello, hello, and welcome to the Coffee and Scream podcast. I am your host, Jess, and with me is my lovely co-host, Piper. Hi, Piper. Hello. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you excited? So, so excited. What about you? I am. I am very excited and a little bit drunk. <laughs> um, so tonight we'll be talking true crime, but that is not going to be, you know, the norm all the time. We'll do yep. a little true crime here and there. Mm-hmm. We'll do some ghost stories mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of horror movies. Yeah. You know, all all things spooky. Whatever spooky little things we want to discuss. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Whatever warms our little black hearts. Exactly. All right. So guys and ghouls, buckle in. Get a cup and lock your doors. It is time. Okay, so why don't we, you know, get started. Uh, So what got you into true crime? Um, Honestly, what got me into true crime was just, like, I feel like there's so much darkness in the world, and I feel like what would help, like, stop it is to talk about it. And, like, honestly, this sounds, like, really weird, but, like, I feel like it's important to understand darkness because the only way that we're going to solve darkness and help, like bring more light into the world is if we understand these people and we try to like not normalize it but like desensitize a little bit but desensitize and like normalize topics like mental health because in a lot of these backgrounds of like killers and everything you see that like abuse and mental health is such a strong thing like the columbine shooters like they had like a lot of mental health problems and i feel like if dark topics like that aren't normalized or like desensitized kind of it's only going to further the taboo of it and then no Mm -hmm. one's gonna be able to talk about these things and then we're gonna have like a mass shooting all the time like we do right now because things are like not like put into like a perspective of there's not everything's black and white you know right right you know i i get where you're coming from Mm -hmm. i do um for me, um, gosh, I don't know. It was since I was a child, you know, like my mother was always, you know, talking about true crime or would have something on TV. Like I remember. Like Dateline well, 2020. Uh, oh, even before. Even oh, before yeah. then. Like I remember being a little kid and mm-hmm. there was a made for TV movie about like, you know, fucking Bundy mm-hmm. that fucking loser yeah. <laughs> the incel that, yeah, that, that fucking piece of shit yeah um so I remember like her watching that and I actually remember the day he was executed mm-hmm. like I remember being little and my mom's like oh my god Ted Bundy was executed mm-hmm. and I was like okay mm-hmm. I don't know what that means like I don't but I was she she seemed excited mm-hmm. so I was like oh, hell yeah all right 
good. And like Fry Bundy Fry, I guess. And like know? on like a larger scale of crimes and everything. I was born into like a post Columbine, post nine yeah. eleven world. I was born in two thousand and four. So it's just like yeah, it's so, so crazy and like because I was like born into a world where all these restrictions were put on and everything mm-hmm. because of tragedies like that. So I was born into a world where everywhere you go, there's cameras, there's security everywhere and it's like you can't do anything without feeling like you're washed because you are washed everywhere you are right like your phones like your government like the government you are everywhere everywhere. and it's just like and because and like that's just my normal and like i love hearing their perspectives and i think that's another reason why i love like true crime so much because a lot of these cases happened before i was born and a lot of these laws a lot of these like restrictions weren't put into society Mm -hmm. so that's why i think it's so bonkers and like fucking insane Mm -hmm. that like people were able to get away with this shit for as long as they could oh my god like like, 70s like literally like 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 ted bundy got away with what he did because he changed the side part in his head like like literally no literally it's so true it is so true yes he would grow a beard fucking stupid he would grow a beard they'd be like Oh, well, that can't be him. Like, he has a beard. Like, he's he, handsome. Like, he went yeah. to Florida, and every day before he would leave the house with a little, like, eyeliner, he would draw a mole on his face, and that's how they didn't fucking catch him. Like, fucking men in tights. Yeah. It's straight up bananas. Yeah. It was like, it was like, it, it was like the freaking, like, you know those, like, disguises that you buy at this party city, and it has, like, the big pink nose and the glasses. And the oh, like, the grouch. Yeah, the yeah. grouch. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, if someone walked in with that. And like tried to rob a bank or something nowadays. Well, also it's think, like stupid. Think too, like think now how much we know now as opposed to back then. Exactly. Like, back then women were a lot more trusting. Yes. They, you know Because they didn't yeah. have to look out for all this stuff. No. And like and like news, like now like something happens in Colorado and you hear about it in New Jersey. Well, yeah, but, back then but back police, then, back police then, actually didn't used to share information yeah. with each yeah. other. Like, like it's it is crazy. Like, and that's like, how a lot of people got away with it for mm-hmm. so long. Because something would happen in Colorado and someone mm-hmm. in New Jersey wouldn't hear about it until like six months after the fact. Are like, because, oh, no shit, you have a girl yeah. with missing eyeballs too? Right. Wow, that's crazy. Right. You're not going to believe what we have to tell you. And, and 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 it was like before like CODIS was introduced and everything. So like mm-hmm. there, there was no like, there was no like crime database where like when you instantly committed a crime they'd get your fingerprints like yeah they'd yeah they'd like store the dna like oh maybe we'll like use dna in crimes Mm -hmm. in the future but like they didn't use it so intensely like they do now like now they have like the like the like the family tree DNA where they can find yes. out like who killed someone based on like yeah. they're, they're like getting Familial their like D- yeah. uh, DNA like you yeah that's how they call it, like the golden mm-hmm. state killer yeah like um they tracked his family mm-hmm. tree and they narrowed it down by yeah. you know like they it's, got it, his, it's like, so it's so crazy like they got DNA from like one of his family members and then they traced it back to him and then they tested it with like semen that was found at one of the crime mm-hmm. scenes and like wow. that's how they caught him and then yeah, like this, well, but this is modern day right this, yeah, this is modern day this but was recently they, like this trial was held during COVID and everything like everyone had masks on yeah yeah but like I remember when mm-hmm. I uploaded like my DNA from like ancestry yeah. and all that stuff I remember my dad was like, "Well, don't do that." Like that's like they catch people. And I'm like, if one of you motherfuckers killed someone, I'm singing like a canary. And it's <laughs> and it's also like and it's also just like don't kill someone and in, in like <laughs> yeah. period. Just like it's, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's only funny when it's fictional and not real. It's only <laughs> it's 
crazy that like you you're coming of age you mm-hmm. know with all of the you know true crime stories and all mm-hmm. this stuff is so much different than mine and like i like that like we get mm-hmm. like a whole different perspective because like, like my, my mom would also have like dateline and like yeah. 2020 going on but like but like i was already like aware of the darkness in the world because mm-hmm. i was born into a world that there was so much darkness and like honestly it's part of the reason why my generation is so like cynical honestly mm-hmm. because we were born into a ge- into a world where like literally death and destruction and horror happens every the, single day the accessibility exactly because because there's the debate if if there's like if there's like more darkness in the world or if it's just seems that way because it's easier to retrain retain that information because now we have things like the phone and google and you can look up what happened uh, like three years ago today Databases. on 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 google and it's just like and it's like this like thing of like is there more darkness in the world or is it just easier to Oh no! Learn it's about the darkness. It's, it's fucked. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like it's combination of it, both, though. It definitely yeah. is because like information is at our fingertips, so we learn exactly. every detail of everything as soon as it happens, mm-hmm. and it's just overload, and you know, it mm-hmm. can definitely, you know, make people right. a lot more anxious. Right. And now, now, do you think that there's with the accessibility that there's more incentive to be a copycat killer? Because I know there's been some. I those feel in the like past, that's right? true. Like, I feel like that could happen. People really, like, get off on Mm -hmm. having, like, the the credibility. Like, like, I did that. I did that. You know what I mean? Like, they all want, like, the, what the fuck's the word for it? Notoriety. And also, they want the, like, the clout. Yeah. Clout. Clout. That's what I mean. Like, they're, it's just, like, God. Like, what about that fucking loser? Like, was it last summer? He was seeing this girl who... He met online. And he had a big mm. crush on her. She was like an e-girl kind of thing. And are you talking about Gabby Petito? No, no. I'm talking about uh, I think it's Bianca Devins. Bianca Devins. Yes. Oh my gosh. The guy. The guy. I, yeah. The guy. Like, he saw like he's like, oh, redemption is coming. He posted on his snap story because Bianca Devins and, and like tracked this girl to where she was mm-hmm. like wherever she was, got her alone. And fucking brutally murdered her and posted her pictures of her like, like I, I, I don't even want to say mutilated, mutilated like body, like, like just... for everyone to see her family to see everyone. It's just like it, like what a piece of exactly. shit! Like you That's fucking dark. loser. And like, and like honestly, it's like so sad for me because like I relate to Bianca a lot because like we because. Um, the way like her aesthetic was like based off of this one music artist that I listened to, mm-hmm. or, uh, like her na- like the music artist is Nicole Dollinganger, and Shout out. Shout out. She, Shout out. and she um and like she she has like the bangs like I do and everything and like Nicole also has the bangs yes <laughs> um and like and it's just like listening to a, like a music artist that like a victim of a crime listened to and everything like it's such That's a, a weird way to be connected but like yeah. and like i don't want to say like oh that could have been me because like because like it, the, the circumstances are like so different you because honestly, i wasn't you, don't, you know you know you never know like don't like, yeah but it's just like but like she was also like close in age and it's just like uh-huh. and it's just like that that's why i feel like as like a 19 year old girl when i hear about like girls getting murdered on college campuses and everything like that's why i'm like oh my god because like oh it's hard that could have been me 
I think like, about that stuff all the time. Like, like, you, like the, the Idaho murders. Yeah. I think about one of our co-workers who just graduated college mm-hmm. and she used to live on yeah. campus. And I think like, oh, thank fucking God you got out of there. Yeah. But like, I think like it literally could have been like, it could be anybody. Yeah. I can't like when I hear a story about a child, like, I can't but think of my own like, kids. Like it's, it's, it's just a like, horrifying world we live in. And you can't even feel just, safe in your house because no. people will break in and take you and kill you and put you in the freaking mountains where you <laughs> like literally. Well, <laughs> like, no, no. Ted Bundy like literally did that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And, then, and then he would like go, come back to the and put and makeup on them. them until they were so decomposed Aww. that he couldn't. He put like, makeup on them. He like, washed their hair. Like he was disgusting. Like, like he like. No, I've, listen, I've eaten my fair share of leftovers. Don't be. Oh, Christopher. But there's a limit. <laughs> oh, God. Like it's. I, I food. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's just so like. It's just. Not it's God. it's so crazy. But the, but the thought, the rationale as grizzly mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is interesting. That's like why we're all here, right? Like mm-hmm. in a way, like there's it's the question oh, and there's why. others, yeah. there's others like that were way more fucked up than him. Like, yeah. I, but it's just like it just. Ugh. But it's like, but it's like I feel like this is like another important topic. Like the fat, like it's uh, it's okay to be like fascinated with it because there are people out there who like romanticize the killers like i like i like i was on tumblr during like the true crime community prime and like people like make flower crown edits of like jeffrey dahmer and ted bundy and be like they're literally so cute and adorable Ew. and like it'd be like this whole like problematic thing it's like the and, dylan like, ruth yeah, getting yeah, so many love yeah. letters. And, then, and then people were like drawing like pictures of like eric harris and dylan klebold of their like ak-47s and like they're wrong with uh, like in, like in this in, in the hallways of columbine and like the, and there and there was just like there was just like one thing i saw like 13 years old and i don't even think i should have been on the internet at 13 years you, old it but was it was, like, it was just ketchup it was like it was just ketchup <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was just ketchup. It was like, it was like homosexual art of Eric and Dylan kissing. Like, that's what I saw like on Tumblr. Fi- like fan fiction? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah like, a- like fan fiction. And I was just like, what is, like, like, there's a difference. Like, there's a dissonance. Like, being that's, fascinated are- and then romanticizing. Like, yeah, no, no. Because it's okay if it's fictional. Like, it's okay to be like, haha, Michael Myers, lol. But well, it's that's like, di- be- yeah, that's but it's like, different. but it's like, if you're like, haha, Jeffrey Dahmer, like, ew, like, Okay, well, out of all of the slashers, who would you smash? Norman Bates. Ew, that doesn't count. Yes, slashers. it does. <laughs> doesn't. Ew. Piper, he'd want you to dress up like his mom. He'd <laughs> be like, oh, mommy. Gross. He has a mommy kink, do you think? For sure. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> like, give me the milkers. <laughs> like... <laughs> so disgusting no i'm talking about like uh like uh michael My- let's do like the heavy hitters right mm-hmm. like michael myers freddy krueger jason Voorhees, pinhead i would say ghostface but ghostface changes every time so uh, for, for me like ghostface is like whoever's under the mask on with the mask on the mask on so mask on you don't know who yeah, it is guy. it's always yes. the same but mask off is billy loomis and... mm. honestly Definitely Michael Jesus-y. Michael Myers could get it. He could get it. I, you know what? I gotta like, agree. Like he shuts the fuck up. He like he does yeah. what he does, and he's he always gets there. It, gets it. Gets it. Gets he's it. always there. He gets it done. 
he's like you don't have to worry like am i on his mind because he's literally pressed against the window you know you're on his mind exactly you don't have to guess how he feels like he's up your ass tailgating you like the first fucking movie when he's following them around the car yeah He's like, you know, like, like protective boyfriend much like, yeah, like I'm going to hide in the sheets and I'm just going to watch you like, 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 yeah, you're at work and probably safe because there's 50 fucking people with you. But like, I'm still going to like hide in the trees and make sure yeah. Or, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I f- you know, to be honest, and like out of all of them, I feel like he probably would smell the best. And I feel like and I feel like Freddy Krueger would do like nothing but like degrade you be like, yeah, like you're stupid. And like, that's like, oh, like weird. He's like, yeah just like a gaslighter yeah like a narcissist like i like i had canon that he's a narcissist because he is like oh i'm sure like, <laughs> i'm sure You're hating this, and not it? just You're that like, and not just that like he was also like wasn't he like a diddler like he was like yeah, and, like the parents the parent yeah like the parents like, like i'm they, like, like i'm the age of consent like he wouldn't like that him, like <laughs> they, they caused him to look like a fucking cheese pizza like exactly like like disgusting like, like on tiktok like the like the slasher community on tiktok will literally like literally calls him a burnt piece of pizza with a god complex yeah like, and like he's, <laughs> the first one scared the shit out of me as a kid but like i'm yeah i could like i could take it or leave it i don't know i don't know I, burned a little bit. I feel like i feel like i see jason as more of like a son jason honestly. i feel like he's just he's like misunderstood like, and like maybe he, he just and, really needs like a mom and like hug, he doesn't know what he's you know? doing because he's like literally a zombie like he literally came back and his mom was like kill people and he was like okay like i think therapy would have straightened him out i think honestly, he would have been like you know what honestly my mother definitely you know she's the red flag not me exactly but even i feel like pamela didn't do anything wrong too because she was just avenging pamela. her dead son you know, in those sweaters, you get hot. Maybe you just yeah. think like, you're just not thinking right. Like, like, so, like, like, like she that, was just like that turtleneck was just too constricting. Because honestly, you know? uh, honestly, I feel like as a camp counselor, you do yeah. have a job like to watch the children and make sure that they don't fucking drown. But they were off having sex. So but, like, like the best is like I was just like, watching not this to a victim few weeks blame, ago. but they did it to and themselves. Like, <laughs> they were they were making love. They should have been watching. It was like, honey, they weren't making love. Exactly. Like, I, I don't think you can call it that. Like, like no, it was just horny teenagers. Yeah, being just horny teenagers, rubbing on each other. Exactly. Like, oh God. Um. But let's see. Yeah, you know what? And I feel like Jason, like, probably smells like you know lake water. Like, mm-hmm. He's probably just a little gross. Like he probably just like every time he gets up, you're like, oh, this seat's wet. Like gross. I feel like if you like taught him how to like take a shower and like maybe and like he probably has like a phobia of water too so it might take him a bit yeah like Like, what if you actually wanted to go swimming on a date and he's like no and he's like no because I drowned he he can't say that that at all like Like, he's just (laughs) you okay there yeah he's like on a date and she's like what do you think is fun he's like just doesn't say a word. And she's like, like, I like to swim, and he just gets he off. Just shrugs. He's like, he's yeah. like, he just shrugs with like with the, the machete. Yeah, just like oh. cuts the waiter's arm off. Oh. He's like, he's like, he's like, maybe we should see other people that. Yeah. It's all working out. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Has good. he ever spoke? No. no. He's like, probably gunning the next one. Like him and bucks. like him and Michael are like the silent killers. Like mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what did you think of like the the three newer Halloweens? I didn't like them because the whole thing is you can't kill the boogeyman and they killed the boogeyman. So well, it's like, what the hell? Well, I will say it was at the 2018 one when, you know, like the, 
the first of the three, I loved it, loved it, loved it. Mm-hmm. But the other two kind of shit the bed. Yeah. I'm like, it's just like, evil nice and night, also, evil nice night. It's like, well, did it? Like, no, yeah. it didn't. And like, I feel like the way they went about it was like weird too. Because it was just like, it seemed like kind of cultish in a way like yeah i don't like, like the like and like, like also like, like a mob mentality and, like, and, uh, and also and, like the citizens of haddonfield are kind of fucking stupid too because like if i knew like some guy with a mask and then giant ass knife was coming i would every move halloween to kill me and my friends i would just fucking move like i would just move now was like, that the newer ones where they there was a cult to bring them back to life or was that like number no three like like this one this, was like the mob mentality to kill him like the mm-hmm. one with like, like uh anthony michael hall like when he's playing Tommy and he's, you know, he's got the Huckleberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but what's the one with the people in robes? Isn't there like one with people in robes, and they like bring him back to life? I think that's I, like I think I want to say that's like six, yeah, five or six. Like the one with, I think that's the one with like Paul. Because like because like the no, that's Resurrection. Because the trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Because the third because the third that. Halloween doesn't even have Michael Myers in it. It's like some like yeah, season of the witch. Yeah. yeah, it's like fucking bullshit i'm like how are you gonna make a halloween movie and not put fucking michael audrey myers in there audrey yeah that's his middle name no it's not yes it is look it up are you fucking serious i'm serious yeah it's michael I, okay. audrey myers right. sidebar i have to give this a a quick goop mm-hmm. because speaking of audrey i love little shop of horrors a lot of crime oh there. yeah <laughs> feed me seymour based on a true story michael myers middle name it's audrey the fuck michael myers middle name yeah michael audrey myers his whole name is michael audrey myers where do you learn that like how does anyone know that hyper fixations go hard oh god that's some deep dive shit that i'm talking about that's some good shit i love i love diving into shit that i that i'm interested in listen yeah it's like jason emily Voorhees. Well, actually, when I was, like, on the internet when I shouldn't have, when I was younger, there was, like, gender-bent versions of the slashers I saw, and, like, oh. Michael was named, like, Michaela. Oh, of course. And it was, like, spelled with the, the E-L-A at the end. Pigtails. Like, L- L- Michaela. Yeah. Michaela Myers. No, like, it's, no, it's Michael. Like, stop it. And then, like, stop and then, it. and then, it's Michelle. and then, like, that is actually a callback from the first Rob Zombie mm-hmm. one, because his stepdad ronnie the guy in the wheelchair he's like he's like oh he's like uh he's upstairs and the daughter's like come on michael like come downstairs for breakfast he's like oh he's probably up there doing whatever he's like and he starts like you know making fun of him calling him gay and he comes downstairs like hello michelle my bell (laughs) (laughs) like and he's just oh my god that's so fucked up man it's that's like that's just a a view into the torment this fucking kid yeah no but he was upstairs like mutilating and killing a fucking rat and then he flushed he's like oh elvis died and i love how the audience is like hey that stepdad's not nice he's up there with a knife no wonder here's a here's a horror movie character (laughs) that i do apologism for literally just because i find them attractive oh god patrick bateman Ah, uh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Is it, let me ask. Listen, he can do a thousand push Is it the smooth sit-ups skin? Or cr- or is it the skin? It's that and, like, his narcissistic ego. You know, like, his alcohol draws your skin out and makes you You gotta older. return some videotapes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can return your videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a, what a movie. Have oh you guys read God. the book? Have you guys read the Try book? Try getting a reservation. No, I, I've I read the book. How would, you, how would you compare it to the movie? He's way worse in the book because, like, it, it's like, it's like, they they had to like 
dumb it down for like Hollywood. Like there's literally like like the scene where he's like, "Don't touch the watch." Like the original line was, "Don't touch the Rolex," but like. Um, Rolex didn't want to be associated with a movie that was so violent, so they had to change the line to "Don't touch the watch." But Huey Lewis is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're yeah, like, yeah. you know what? We dig it. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like the, oh, we like raincoats. <laughs> but, but I feel like Huey Lewis is like, like I feel like they were like they were kind of comical in their music, so it's just like I feel like they were okay with being associated with it. Have you seen where Huey Lewis does that part? Yes, for SNL, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Respect. Um, do you know the band Ice Nine Kills? Mm-hmm. Well, they well their song "Hip to Be Scared," which is about American Psycho. They have a whole like section of that, and it's just like, do you like Ice Nine Kills? Not really. Their early work was a little bit too seen for me, but when the Silver Screen came out, I think they really came into their own commercially and artistically. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. Well. So, what was the true crime case that? you know started it all for you like the one specific case that you're like oh shit honestly i feel like a lot of the cases that like interested me first have mm-hmm. have to do with like children being the victims just because oh, i God, did get too. into them so like just because i did get into true crime so young yeah so like it was easier for me to connect with like a child victim than it would be to like a 44 year old woman who was stabbed in her sure. house like yeah. so it's just no, like I... so Honestly, like, one of the cases that, like, really, like, captivated me was uh, Shonda Scherer's case. Um, She was, um, like, tortured by these, by this group of girls because she was in a relationship with uh, one of the girls in the groups, like, Melinda Loveless, right? Yeah, yeah, Melinda Loveless. And um, her last words were, like, literally asking, like, For for her mother. Like she was just like she like she was just like I want my mom I want my mom like mom like she was just like I want to see my mom and she died burning to death mm-hmm. in a field yeah crying and screaming for her mother and I feel like as someone who who like got into true crime is so young mm-hmm. it's just like I feel like there's such like a connection yeah because like because like i've been bullied before like my whole like my whole like school career i was bullied like every year it was like something like different that they would pick on me for um and she was literally hazed and bullied and attacked Mm -hmm. and i felt like a connection with that because she was groomed Mm -hmm. and hazed and attacked and lied to and it's just like i feel like there's a lot of things that i connect with her on and like skylar niece too like getting involved that, with yeah. the wrong people like literally yes. like her last words like asking like her like people why? who like yeah. she thought were her friends like asking her them why they were stabbing her to death yeah like and well, like let's save a little bit for future stories yeah let's because you know those cases are both so they're, like, they're, they're so heavy too they are heavy and i oh god i feel the same like, as like you. i did skylar niece's case for my final in law and society in senior year of yeah. high school it's it's so heartbreaking because i thought it was and... so compelling and like honestly like like in a class full of children like i feel like it was an important case to talk about because sure, cause you really never know exactly you never know are. who your friends with and it's just like it's like a keep your enemies close but like closer I don't trust either of you. 
you know. You shouldn't. I, yeah. We're not even live. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. Um, no, I I agree with you. The first, mm-hmm. you know, cases that really you know got their hooks into me were you know, you know, child victims because mm-hmm. they are the most vulnerable. Yeah. And you know, it's just because you usually don't associate so- something so innocent with something so violent no, and cruel. God. And like a lot of them, like the you know, I remember like when. West Memphis three, mm-hmm. you know, that one, that's like, that's my big one. Yeah. That's the one that like, I, it lives rent free in my brain. Every so often I go back down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I think I know who did it. Full stop. Disclosure. Yeah. I don't want to be sued. So don't sue me. It yeah. was the stepfather. Allegedly. 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 It was the stepfather in Minecraft. Yeah. There's, first of all, there's two stepfathers. Mm-hmm. Two of the boys, you know, had mm-hmm. stepdads. It was the really creepy off putting one. I forget his name. No. Not the big, not the big guy who mm-hmm. was like, kind of like a, you know, very animated and very yeah. love the camera. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't think it was uh, John Mark Byers. Mm-hmm. Uh, God rest his soul. He's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. He, you know, watching those documentaries and seeing him come full circle on saying, you know, first he was they killed my baby. How dare they? And like just being mm-hmm. so, you know theatrical yeah with everything and then they get towards the end of the series saying you know what those three men that are in prison they did not kill my son mm-hmm. they were not involved because the main they guy wanted them out. the one allegedly don't sue me terry hobbs but you're the killer terry hobbs don't sue me yeah literally allegedly and like and like and like the main guy that like actually got convicted for it damien eccles was literally convicted for it just because he was goth yeah just like because his name was yeah. damien well, that wasn't even his real name. He was, his name was Michael, and then he changed it to Damien. Like he, it's a whole rabbit hole thing. We'll do an episode on it, I'm sure, yeah. because it's there's a lot to yeah. unpack with that case. Um, but basically, those kids were targeted and convicted mm-hmm. because they liked to wear black. They liked Metallica. They listened to like the heaviest shit. They were like, the weirdos like, of like, the town. Like, it but was like, like the they... part of the satanic panic shit. Like mm-hmm. it was like it was like. Oh, you like wearing black and you like listening to Metallica? You're a devil worshipper and you definitely murdered those little boys. Like, it, it was just like a whole like hate crime, like definitely like targeted mm-hmm. and attack. The same thing with, with Marilyn Manson and Columbine. Exactly. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah because that, they yeah. connected Marilyn Manson with Columbine. Marilyn Manson is a piece of shit, honestly. But like, <laughs> no, he really is. But like, but 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 like, just because Marilyn Manson is is a piece of shit doesn't mean he literally told Eric and Dylan to go of shoot course. up their school. Like, no, 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 of course, of course. No, but like, even like, you know, like Damien even said, like I, I heard him like say once that like he would walk around a lot in the winter. It was like his favorite time of year, and he said because the town was abandoned and it was like you know everyone was inside, so he had all you know, the outside was his. It's like nobody wanted it. Exactly. So you know, people looked at him different. Exactly. Because he was just a different guy. Right. Now, oh, I love him so much. I like say, he's, that sounds badass. I love him so much. Like I like, there's like celebrities that like I mm-hmm. I could give two shits about meeting, but if I came face to face with Damien Eccles, like, oh God, I think I'd crumble. Because I feel like there's like so many questions like you can ask. I just him. Wanna, like, like I feel like his life is like so compelling him. too, and like he's probably like yeah. he'll probably get the fuck off me. And like, why like, are you touching me? And it's like the, and like, but it's just like you've been through. Literally, hell like, and like back. how you was like death living row. in prison for a crime you didn't commit? Mm-hmm. Like, how how was that? Like, were you tr- like and like 
cases that involve children, the people that go to jail for them, they're not treated nicely in prison no. at all. Like, the, like they'll get their they'll get their shit rocked in there. Like, like, like they will. Like pedophiles will get beat to death. Like that's why they're put in and solid. Rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, exactly. Yeah. But they'll, but they'll get like put into solitary confinement because they don't want the, the, they don't want them like going straight into gen pop they can't and then getting no because there's like there's prison justice right they can't just so, kill. right. No, right. Because right. because a lot of those other convicts, when they see a pedophile, it makes them revert back to their younger self who was abused, probably mm. in that way too. So then they snap and then they get violent. But oh god! But like I I don't want to like give too much also, away. It's gross. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. That's why you should kill. Well, obvi- obviously, I, obviously, but I feel like that's unspoken. Like, yeah. uh, you nasty, like, like yeah. fucking gross. No, no, no. All right, yeah, but like I don't want to give too much away on like the the West Memphis three case because yeah. that is like one of my favorites. Like, it is something favorites. we'll cover like, down the road. I would definitely like to cover it in you know good. It, you it's know. it's a case that fascinates you and you want to do it justice. It's, I'm very passionate about yes. that case. Um, but the sad part is, is like they had to plead guilty in order to get out of prison. Exactly. And they can maintain their innocence and they promised them if any new evidence came up, we'll, we'll listen to it. We'll hear it. You can do more testing and right. they will not release the evidence to them for them to do the testing. Right. There are ligature knots that are still tied since 1993 that can possibly have touch DNA inside of the knots and they will not let them have it they won't let them test it like wouldn't you want to know exactly and wouldn't i feel you like want to know that i feel like that shows like some corruption yeah. within oh, the police sure. departments too because it's like because they're like no no, no, no we no. gotta read the first time and like it's like, and, like lazy you see, pieces of shit and you see police corruption so fucking much in cases and like especially, well, especially then as a small yeah, town they had yeah. no, they were ill-equipped to and deal especially with when it happened. comes to like cases involving like people of color who are victims oh, of like course, yeah. they don't want to solve the case just because that person was black just because that person was gay like or a prostitute like, or a sex exactly worker or exactly it's like they're considered like the less dead which is fucked it's like it's 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 like it's, the it's like the it's like the it's like how people were treated less than in history now would like, you say the same situation like harkens back to the whole um 70s where the police didn't want to really work in tandem I feel like... And that's why these things aren't getting out? Because, like, who, who would they... Who, like, just other precincts? You mean? Like, the evidence? I mean, it could be... Like, when... Like, Jeffrey Dahmer, like, in his f- fucking heyday, like, a uh, young boy that he had in his apartment who he was... Stephen victim- Hicks, right? No, 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 no. Was no. that... No, this no. was... Um... Bill Hicks. No. Jesus Christ. Stop it. <laughs> uh, what was his name? Oh, shit. It, it, was the, not... it was, like, the 14-year-old, right? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Sorry, my, uh, my, my brain is failing I, me. Like, my, me too. Um, before the episode's over, um, I will find that name. Um, but he, the young boy, ran out of Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment, like, naked. He had, like, a hole in his head, like, where, he he poured, like, where Dahmer and, poured uh, acid into. And he was, like, just begging for help, and he was kind of like a zombie and all this stuff. 
and Jeffrey Dahmer was able to like stroll up the sidewalk. He went out to go get more beer or whatever. And he's like, oh, that's just my boyfriend. Was, and the cops were like, ugh. Even God. though like this like 14 year old boy literally looked 14 fucking years old and Dahmer looked like a fucking disgusting ass like 33 year old. Like what? Like, and he's like, oh, and the cops were like, oh, it's just a lover spat. Let him go. Yeah. Because they didn't want to get because, involved because, because it was- they were gay gay and homosexual and oh my god meanwhile this child was like drugged and literally veg- and then he, he was murdered like as soon as he brought like, back to the apartment it, it's, it's just and it's just i feel like there's like and and i feel like that's one of the reasons why i'm so like for like defunding police departments and everything and like using money to reform them and everything because like the violence against those people are right. so prevalent. Mm-hmm. It is. And it I don't want to butcher this name. Conorak? Synthes something? Can you? Thank you. Yeah, what is that? Conorak Samophone, I think. Yeah, Samophone. Yeah, okay. yeah. He is the 14-year-old victim we were referring to. Yes. It's just... Oh God, it's so crazy. Because I feel like... Because, and then I feel like another reason why I want to, like, also going into this podcast talk about, like, victims that don't get talked a lot about is because I feel like every victim deserves their story to be told. Because, like, everyone knows about, like, Ted Bundy and what he did, but it's just, like... I hate those fucking losers. I fucking Like, him... Dahmer, like, fucking BTK, like, fucking loser. Like I'd rather like gave I'd himself rather, the nickname. You can't give like like to quote Schmidt to, to to quote Schmidt from New Girls. I would rather sit naked on a hot grill than talk about yes, those motherfuckers. Yes. Like like yes. like hell yeah. I, if boo. we boo elbozo boo yeah elbozo elbozo. <laughs> but if we ever talk about them, it's only to ever talk about the victims because they are what I exactly. Um, most curious about who they were as people because I look because at, like they pictures. were they meant something exactly they meant something and like I look at pictures of like Ted Bundy's victims and they were all so beautiful they I were know. beautiful young girls mm-hmm. who got their lives so senselessly taken away from them like his first victim he like fucking took the time to like dress them it's like dress up. her how he imagined his perfect woman to be it's just yeah. like how fucking sick do you have to be to take the life of someone and then dress them up like, like they're your even, fucking little doll and like don't get me wrong, like i'm not like a religious person by any means and we're not even getting into religion mm-hmm. but like who the fuck are you to de- not play god but like to decide exactly. on who gets to live in it it's just ugh. it's like it's like it's like who died and made you king of anything you fucking loser right i can't okay so um i think we should maybe tell a little story each yes. um just to really kick things off, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, Piper, what do you have for me today? So, I have um, the I have a case out of the state that we live in, which is New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the cases of Dulce Maria Alaves. Um, she was a five-year-old girl um, who was born on April 25th, 2014, um, to Noema Alaves Perez and Edgar Perez. Um, like I said, she was five years old when she was, uh, when she was abducted, um, or believed to be abducted. Um, this was near a playground in Bridgeton, New Jersey. Um, and this was on September 16th, 2019, around four to 5 PM Eastern standard time. Um, I couldn't find much about her family life, but what I could find was that she loved to wear flowing dresses around the house that she wore while she played with her dolls and other toys. Her favorite movie was Disney's Frozen. 
and she had a dress with Anna and Elsa on it. She also had a backpack with the movie's characters on it. And on the day that she disappeared, Dulce and her brother were playing on the swings in the playground while 30 yards away, uh, her pregnant mother, Noema, sat in her car watching the children. Alaves Perez was also scratching off a lottery ticket and helping another family member with her homework. Um, the site I used said her sister. I don't know if the her is Noema's younger sister or mm-hmm. Dulce's younger sister. That was not... Um, uh, that was not differentiated okay um so i just said another family member but it was mm-hmm. it, but it was a younger female who was getting assistance with her homework and dulce was on the playground yes. with her sibling with her own sibling yes how old was that sibling do you know um i think probably a little older maybe younger um oh my god Alaves only found out that dulce disappeared when she found out that when she found dulce's brother alone in the park crying to himself on the swings oh my god like he was just by himself and she w- and she walked up probably was like where's dulce and he was like i don't know like uh, and he and like her brother was crying that his eyes baby. out like imagine watching your sister get taken away from you and like Can- knowing you're too little to do anything about it like how it's it's horrible fucked. like like it's so sad, but the community came out in mass to support the family and to help mm-hmm. look for Dulce, mm-hmm. um, including over 30 New Jersey Police Department officers. Um, the initial search party was held in the woods, but to everyone's dismay, and unfortunately, nothing was recovered from that search. Um, further, unfortunately, there has been little leads in the case, but that doesn't mean that there hasn't been any. Um their dulce's brother recalled seeing dulce follow a 5'8 light-skinned hispanic man who drove a red van other Mm -hmm. than this no suspects have suspects have been listed as for leads on dulce herself in february 2021 there was a search for her conducted in austintown ohio because there was security camera camera footage where a young girl that looked like her was walking into a convenience store with uh an older man Mm -hmm. um and also, unfortunately, false claims that Dulce was found deceased spread on social media in 2020. And in 2021, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, shortened to NCMEC, um, released two age progress photos of her in hopes that this will help find her. In one of those photos, she is uh, aged to be about seven years old. And today, she would be 10. Um, oh so uh, those pictures are out there. Um, the, uh, special FBI agent, um, Daniel Garabrant says that the offender that took Dulce was likely there for a period of time. It was a crime of opportunity. They were looking for a child, maybe their age or their gender. Um, Dulce's mother has her toys, flowing dresses, and backpack packed away neatly, awaiting her return. The living room of their house is also adorned with pictures of her, commemorating her memory. Noema Alaves Perez is quoted as saying, I have all of Dulce's dresses in safekeeping. We have not gotten rid of, rid of any of her clothes. We haven't given away. Her dresses, her shoes, all of it. Her toys, too. And we don't let anyone touch her things. They're there for her. Oh, my God. <sighs> that poor baby. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine, mm-hmm. like, the agony of not knowing, right. you know? Like, I'm sure it's, like, sad to say. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of got to 
because what I also found out was Mm -hmm. like doing my research, people were criticizing Noema for Mm -hmm. not being out in the park with her and sitting in the car, which I feel like... It's easy to do, but it's Yeah, but like she, but it's also like nuanced, like like a nuanced situation. Like she was pregnant. Like it's difficult to be pregnant and having three children already with you because there was the kid in the car Mm -hmm. and then Dulce and her brother. So that's three children that she's already looking out for. And there's a child growing inside of her too. And they could have done this like every day right. and it could have been right. normal it could have been right. normal for them like, like it could it have did... been a normal fucking occurrence like it's mm-hmm. sh- like there's like no like to me there is no perfect scenario in this honestly i don't think it serves anybody to blame them exactly i don't feel i don't feel like victim blaming is ever the right you way think... to go you think she doesn't think about her or right. what happened right. every single day. And you probably day. don't, yes. and you probably yes. don't think that she probably sits, like, lays awake at night. Like, I should have been sitting on a bench and not in my car. Mm-hmm. Like, she probably thinks that way. She probably eats herself up over it. It's why right. so many children, it's why so many parents of children that go missing end up killing themselves. It's why the parents end up getting divorced because it tears apart the family. Yes. It destroys it from the inside out. Well, I'll just say if anything ever happened to one of my kids, I'm going to need you guys to put me on my misery. <laughs> because I I don't know how parents it's like do it. like someone sold my guitar this thing. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. the same thing. Hold, hold it's exactly Chris. the same thing, Chris. Down like a horse with a broken leg. It's like, yeah, it's like, that, if, it, it's guitar, like if someone tied me to a chair. Inside your body. I and it. It's I a, grew it. It's, it's like, like yeah, if someone sure. tied me to a chair and like forced me to watch my dog like get killed. Like... It's the same thing as a child. It, exactly. It's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, and lastly, um, I have um, information where if you have any uh, sightings of her, um, you can contact um, the FBI's toll-free tip line at 1-800-CALL-FBI or 1-800-225-5324 and then select option four, then select option eight. You may also contact your local FBI office or the nearest American embassy or consulate. You can also text your information to tip 411, subtext Bridgeton. And tip is in all caps. Oh my god. That's that's so sad. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, one day there will be answers. Hopefully. You know. You guys are doing a good thing yeah it's important you know you yeah. never know even a tiny tiny little podcast like she's... what if one person listens they're like i saw something that day yeah. and you know it's just because she's five years old like, like she like has so oh, much God. life like if she's insane. still alive she has so much fucking life ahead of her and for someone to like disgustingly and senselessly take <sighs> it away it's like that girl was five years old and you had nothing better to do with your life with your day than to take that from her take a baby yeah it's a baby baby. it doesn't even make it any better if the victim's like 23 no but it's like but it's like that's a five-year-old kid and you took her away from her family she is going to have everlasting scars that will never be healed i mean my kid accordingly yeah like as my kids when they were little you know would even even if they bump their knee or something, mommy, like, you know, like, can you right. really imagine, like, oh my right. God, it's fucking terrible. It's, it's so sick 
and I feel like there's not enough and and like I feel like even though like organizations like NECMEC exist I feel like there's not enough for like child victims no. either no and like and like I, I could go down the whole rabbit hole of like how the foster care system is corrupt too like but like that's a story for another time but, but I agree it's, yeah it's so think... it's so not safe for children nowadays no the kids, and people who need to be protected as protected someone the most and is, as someone who's is... 19 years old yeah i don't want to have children because i don't because living in, in the world that i do i do not want to willingly bring a child into a world that's so dangerous like this it is horrifying i'm like as someone who like does have children like i can tell you like when i had my first baby mm-hmm. i was 22 years old mm-hmm. and that summer my daughter was born in april that summer i was at my parents house every day in the summer to Mm -hmm. watch out you know watch my younger brother and sister who see my sister was uh 11 and my brother was like maybe seven Mm -hmm. and my sister was always like oh can i can i please go you know ride bikes with my friends at like the park or go here go there go there and i would always say can they please just come here can they come here because like first like one not on my watch, honey. Mm-hmm. Shit ain't happening to you yeah, on my watch. Exactly. And like, I just had a baby. I'm not camera ready. I right. can't be on Dateline. Like, right. don't do that to me. So I'm like, if anything's gonna happen, it won't be because of me. It's like, and like, what? Obviously, I was definitely a little mm-hmm. overprotective and all that. And she probably hated my guts. Mm-hmm. But I was, yeah, I don't know. And like, and like, my dad, my dad, and my mom, like, well, would always say like don't talk to strangers like when i was little they would be like don't talk to strangers make sure and like my mom gave me a phone well it was well it wasn't a phone but it was like uh like an ipod 4 like when i was like seven years old because i had to walk my brother to and from the bus stop because i got out of school earlier than he did so i would have to walk to the bus stop so i would text my mom when i left the house when i made it to the bus stop when I picked my brother up, when we started walking back, mm-hmm. and when we made it safely inside and I locked the doors. Right. She she w- she wanted me to text her every single landmark of that trip. Yeah. And even then, what happens? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there's that phone of, oh, I can text her, but it's like, that that's still like not like foolproof. No, because right. like, what is she going to do through text messaging? Right. God forbid something is happening. Right. No, I'm just saying when my daughter like, goes to the bus stop on her own and mm-hmm. mind you, she's 11, mm-hmm. like my second one. Um, I still make her FaceTime me yeah. because I'm like, at least I have a visual. I can mm-hmm. see what you're doing and all that stuff. Now, my, I didn't do that with my oldest. My oldest, you know, mm-hmm. she was okay and keep an eye on her. And I love my daughters you know i love my my boys i love you know my kids yeah but like my second daughter it's just her personality is different than Mm -hmm. the first she's definitely more trusting Mm -hmm. she's definitely a little bit more carefree Mm -hmm. you know i seriously worry if someone rolled up and said hey i have kittens in this car you want to come take it i'm like oh god yeah like it horrifies me hopefully i'm i know Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm sure i'm wrong but I'm I will sure not she take has a that good chance. Head on her shoulders. Yeah, but, but she like she used to tell like the people at the grocery store that she loved them as we were leaving. <laughs> so it's just like 
like yeah it's uh, and like and like i'm 19 years old like i said and like if i'm still nervous about walking out to my car alone i'll I'll, never change i'll like i'll facetime my dad and i'll be Mm -hmm. like can you stay on the phone with me until Mm -hmm. i'm in my car and i've locked myself in my car and i've turned it on so in case someone jumps on my car i can fucking mow them down like brown eyes exactly hair he's a tattoo on his neck well maybe (laughs) maybe one day we can talk about the time that i was attacked in a car uh, that's a story for another day. Uh, I was also 19 years old when it happened. So always check your surroundings. Being you a know. woman in this world is scary too. No, I was just vibing being a 19 year old Literally. girl, fucking blasting La Tigre, lighting a cigarette. Like I was like, fuck this. I'm out of work. I'm done. And then, yeah, uh, someone else had other plans, but luckily I stopped Cause, them. Cause, cause the car behind me with my car. <laughs> Because the car behind me makes one too many turns the same as me, and then I get nervous they're following me home, so then I don't go I know. home, and I and drive to fucking quick check. And their headlights aren't cop headlights. Exactly. Like, this is not even a cop following me. I'm like, some other guy. I'm like, this is a Nissan Altima. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You gotta, you gotta be careful. You can Ford never be Taurus. too careful. Ew, Ford Taurus? It just... I, w- I wouldn't want to do to the Ford Taurus fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> Not in her watch. Yeah, no. not in my not watch. Not today. Not today. Ew, a PT cruiser? That's Ew. the worst. Ew. You and your loser cruiser. Get lost. You and your stupid little Beat Ted it. Bundy Volkswagen Beetle. That one you drove? Yeah, he drew, drove Volkswagen Beetle. Get out of here, twerp. Yeah, he had like a he had like a little tan like and it's in, and it's and in the Alcatraz Crime Museum. And it is in a museum, and he yeah. actually had the passenger seat taken right. out so that way when he got people in the car, they'd be like laying down. And there's also still blood on the hood of his car from one of his victims when he beat them over the head with a crowbar. Oh my god, this is like really shitty and like, but our boss will be joking around at work and he'll be like. Hey Jess, can you help me put these things in my car? And I'm like, shut up, stop. <laughs> Ew. Like, joke, why does he do that? It's That's a, so weird. Because we got one. Because one of the, the the gift bags we got for wine one time mm-hmm. had little Volkswagen bugs on it, and he That's goes disgusting. And he, it was, but they were listen. It wasn't like a Ted Bundy bag. Uh, no, but obviously. it was. It was for uh like it had like a christmas tree and all the stuff on it but and they were still all, like the they were all different we know we know yeah. yeah so like there's and he goes excuse me miss he goes can you help me carry all these christmas presents and i was like stop it <laughs> you're like, like weird <laughs> yeah so yeah he likes to uh he's a little bit of a dark sense of humor um uh, right so let's see what's what story do you have for me today jess the story i have today i chose well, for two different reasons. Um, one, it's, you know, beginning of June. Mm-hmm. It's Pride Month. This person was a member of the LGBTQ IA plus. IA mm-hmm. plus. The whole, all of it. Whole acronym. Um, and not that that had anything to do with her crime. It's just, you know, she's a young girl trying to live her life. Um, and and also, there. they're... She also kind of changed the world, like, or, you know, this country, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, so let's just get into it, okay? I am doing the murder of Kitty Genovese. Catherine Kitty Genovese was born in Brooklyn, New York on July 7th, 1935. She was the oldest of five children. Vintage case. Yes, a little bit of a little bit of a we're going back. I love a historical case. Mm-hmm. I do too. Like a modern ah. historical. Mm-hmm. 
And at her all-girl, you know, high school, she was recalled as being funny and popular. And she was described as, you know, she was very charming and attractive. And, you know, she's a very sunny person. And in the, you know. Was she, like, described as, like, sunshine in human form? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, she was, like, so sure of herself. Mm -hmm. And just, like, everybody wanted to be her friend. And like, like, she walked into a room and, like, everything stopped. It was, like, a. Yes. Like, she. And, like, I've seen, like, little, like, video clips of her. Like, I'll talk about, like, there's a documentary, actually. Um, and she just oh, so beautiful and just so full of I've life. I've seen pictures of her, and, and she's just like so someone pretty. that like I definitely would have wanted to be friends with. Like she yeah. just was good. I because like we learned about her case in Law and Society in senior yeah. year of high school, and she like, and she seems like the type of person who like if I was struggling, mm-hmm. I would go to her for advice. Yeah, I can see that for sure, and. Mm-hmm. uh in 1953, she was voted as class cut-up because she was so funny. And Aww. I just found that so adorable. The, the the term wasn't class clown yet? No, it was Aww. cut. Like, how cute. Oh, like, that's so adorable. Like, like oh, you cut-up. Like, oh. Um, and in 1954, her parents decided to take, you know, the kids mm-hmm. and move to the suburbs after Kitty's mother, Rachel, witnessed a murder. Mm-hmm. Um... Is there any, like... It really, I really couldn't see or find anything too much on that. Uh, maybe right. it was just... I don't know. Like, it's just something that she witnessed and felt like it the was The mother unsafe. did, and the mother was like, you know what? I'm getting my, my family out of the city. Let's, you know, move to the suburbs. It's going to be safer. Good for her. That's well, more than any parent did that during that time. I agree. Um, but Kitty decided to stay in mm-hmm. the city. Her family moved to Connecticut. She stayed in Brooklyn with her grandparents you know while um because she just finished high school Mm -hmm. and she was actually engaged to be married um i couldn't really find anything about him um i know the documentary touches on him and i think actually we'll get you know more into that i don't want to give too much away but like i'll talk about it later Mm -hmm. um but her marriage was brief and it was annulled i think you know because kitty was a lesbian Mm -hmm. um they were divorced, or I should say annulled, sorry, uh, after less than a year of being mm-hmm. married. So it was like one of those kind of like getting married just to save face things. Maybe. Or maybe she's like, this is what women are supposed to do. You know, you're supposed yeah. to find yourself a husband. Also, or and maybe. Then she's like, she was too like free-spirited. Maybe because stigma, and... she like tr- tried to yeah, like. Yeah, it could be. It could very well be. Like, like be like, no, like, no, I'm not. I'm just lying to myself. Like, yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. You said um, being a lesbian in the 50s. 60s. 60s. Actually, and I guess in the 50s. Scary too. time, indeed. 54. Yeah, so she, you know, after, you know, she did a string of, like, waitressing and secretarial jobs, and she... I'd love to have her as a waitress. Oh, like, you know she was the best. Yeah, like, like you literally, knew she, like, like... You walk in, and she'd be like, I know what you're having. Like, she... And then, like, after, mm-hmm. like, all those jobs, she was a bar manager, and you know she was the best oh, at her yeah. job. Like, making you, conversations. Yeah, like, she's like, like, I know what you're drinking, and by the way, has the kids. Exactly. Like, she knew, like, she probably already knew your Like, whole she probably, like, knew, shtick. like, a couple customers by nicknames. Yeah. Like, they probably had, like, their own inside jokes, of everything. Co- yeah. Like, for sure. Like, she just, she was just, she was the coolest. Right. Like, oh, God. Like, like, literally, like, treated you like a friend instead of a customer. Definitely. Yeah. Like, you feel, like, you really, like, felt like you got to know her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was, like, a very hard worker. 
you know, the the owner of the bar was a kind of absentee, so she stepped into the role of being the bar manager. Um, so she worked doubles mm-hmm. all the time. And um, what else? Did you, uh... Which is honestly, like, so impressive. Because, like, honestly, yeah. like, I, I, I personally have, like, the mindset sometimes of if I don't get paid for it, I'm not going to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Preach. Yeah. Yep. So, like, she would work double shifts all the time to try to, like, save money because she really wanted to open an Italian restaurant. That mm-hmm. was, like, her dream. Um, and she did very well to support herself. Like, she was bringing home, like, $750 a month, which in today's money, I did, like, the calculation, it's, like, $7,500 a month. Like, that you're doing that crazy. on your own. Like, she was killing it. She did, like, oh, One woman business, one woman show. Yeah. Like, she was a boss. She's like, okay. Girl boss. Yes. Um, and then uh, Kitty met her girlfriend, Aww. Marianne Zelenko. Oh, she is such a pretty name. Yeah. she. They met in the underground lesbian bar called the Swing Rendezvous Ooh. in Greenwich Village. And they, fed, they fell head over heels like instantly. And they moved in together into a second floor apartment in Kew Gardens, which is a small neighborhood in Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the building was two stories, and there were storefronts along, like, the bottom level, you know, lining the street, and then along the, t- you know, the top level was all apartments. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so here we go. On March 13th, 1964. Oh, so close to my birthday. Not not the same year, obviously, but I know. so close. Mm-hmm. March 13th, 1964. <sighs> it was actually Kitty and Mary Ann's first year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Kitty, you know, we wanted to get home. She wanted to be with her girlfriend. But, you know, she was, you know, she had to work. And uh, so Kitty, she left work around 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And she pulled into a parking lot that was, you know, a little bit away from the building. It was probably about like 100 feet. Yep. And so, but unbeknownst to her, a man named Winston Mosley saw her at a traffic light. Some sicko. And followed her home. Mosley, he was a 22 or 28 year old married father of two. Uh, he had like a kind of unremarkable factory job. And then, so like, at, what business does at he nighttime, have? Yeah, but at nighttime, he, you know, while his family slept and, you know, up all that, he was shit. up to no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just straight up piece of shit. So he watched her get out of her car and, you know, she started walking towards her apartment. And she, you know, she got nervous. She noticed he was walking. He was, a guy was following her close at three o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. You know, like all women, our heads are on a swivel. We yep. know. Mm-hmm. We know. It's like a spidey sense that someone's it's like, lurking. It's like the sixth sense we got. Yeah. Yeah. And so the key was following her and she noticed. So she took off running. Good for her. And, um, but sadly he caught up to her and he stabbed her twice in the back with a hunting knife that he was carrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a real fucking creep. Um, she screamed out, you know, for help. And she said, like, I've been stabbed. Like, someone please help me. And one of the neighbors yelled out the window. Like, as, like, she was yelling, like, some lights are going on and stuff. And people are, like, li- like you know, opening their windows just to, like, listen. And she yelled for help. And one of the neighbors yelled out the window to Mosley, you know, leave the girl alone. Like, get out of here. So they lit- scared him off. Yeah, as you if know. that'll fucking stop him. Sure. Yeah. He ran off and, like, Kitty, you know, stumbled towards, like, the back entrance of the building where there was, you know, 
an entranceway, you know, up the stairs to where her apartment was. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the witnesses, they saw Mosley run, get into his car, drive away. But then he came back 10 minutes later. Uh, he searched the surrounding area and he found Kitty laying in a hallway, barely conscious. The hallway was out of view of the initial attack and away from the people who witnessed her screams for help. So she was at the bottom of these stairs, I guess at the top level, there was just like a couple apartments, you know, there was, and she's screaming and no one's looking, no one's doing anything. So, um, when he found her, he stabbed her again multiple times before sexually assaulting her and robbing her. And she was only carrying $49. All of this occurred in about a half an hour. Kitty was close with one of her neighbors, you know, a woman named Sophia Farrar. Sophia became concerned because of all the commotion. She found Kitty like clinging to life at the bottom of the stairs. Like that's so fucked um, up. It, oh God, like, could you, I couldn't even imagine. Um, she held her and mm-hmm. she was like trying to comfort her and she's like, you know, help's going to be here. Help's going to be here. Like, it's okay. You're going to, I'm here. I'm here. I got you. And, uh, sadly it was too late. Uh, Kitty passed away in the ambulance on the way to the hospital and she was only 28 years old. Uh, her girlfriend, Marianne. She had to identify her body. Oh, my God. And it's reported that she had been stabbed 13 times. The medical examiner said she fought back hard due to her defensive wounds and may have survived if help had been called after the first attack. Mm-hmm. The one where people were turning lights on and looking like, like something's going on mm-hmm. out here. You know? Um, Mosley confessed six days later. Yeah, after if your Kit- confession will bring her back. Like. No, it doesn't. Yeah. He, he confessed six days after Kitty's murder when he was arrested for robbing a house. Kitty was his third murder victim. Third? Third. Yes. His other two victims were Barbara Kralik, who was 15 years old, and Annie Mae Johnson, who was 24. Now, their murders are just as like terrible I know uh, Barbara was actually killed in her home. Jesus. Like, you know, and like he broke in, killed her. And Annie Mae is just awful, too. It's just, the guy's a monster. He was a fucking monster. Um, and he has a kill count of three, so that makes him a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. And on the, and on the night of Kitty's murder, he was driving around looking for a victim. And he said he almost, give, he almost had given up at 3 a.m., but then he saw Kitty in her red Fiat. But she would have. Yeah, God, I know. He saw her in her red Fiat and quickly did a U-turn and followed her. The, after, the aftermath of this tragic murder prompted the press to publish articles about the bystander effect. This social psychological concept refers to the phenomenon that individuals act faster when they are alone as opposed to all being witness. Mm-hmm. People just assume someone else is going to call. Someone else is going to get involved, and that's that. Um, Which is so fucked up, because it's just like, I feel like there's strength in numbers. Yeah. Even if, you like, know what? Even, yeah. And even if someone else called, call anyway. Yeah. Just annoy them. Exactly. Annoy them. Annoy exactly, them. because then that's how you're going to get help faster, because then sometimes it's like false alarm, maybe might have been a prank, 
because sometimes, honestly, as fucked up as it is, that's how police departments treat it sometimes. Like, yeah, one so it's just like, if you get more than one calls, yeah, the police will take it more seriously. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the bystander effect is also known now as Genevieve syndrome. And it was reported that as many as 38 people witnessed the initial attack and didn't intervene. Um... In it's 19- so fucked. It is. Oh, God. In 1968, because of Kitty Genovese, the nationwide 911 system was created. Before this, you could only dial zero, which sent you through multiple channels before getting the help you need. And I feel like, and I feel like that, that was such, like, a fucked system in general, because it's just, like, realistically, like, if, like, what, like, let's say there's an attack taking place. Do you really have the fucking time to sit there and be transferred to eight fucking different people? No. Like, you don't. Like, you want to, like, get on the call with the person that, that like, knows what they're talking about mm-hmm. and knows what they're doing. Like, you want to get help ASAP. Yeah. And that's, and going through, like, eight people, just like, oh, I, I, I don't know what that means, but I'll give you, uh, I'll, I'll get you to someone who knows what that means, like. Like, okay, great, but, like, why don't you know? hmm And I feel like in times of, like, peril and shit, like, I feel like it's angering having to sit through all of that because it's just yeah. like, no, I feel like I should be directed to a person who knows what they're talking about, knows what they're doing. I'm calling you in, like, one of the most, like, worst moments of my life. Right. Like. Right. It's urgent. It's, it, it's, it's like the, it's like. When when you're like venting and and like the friend and like the friends like oh I'm sorry like I don't know. Oh, they're there like like, yeah. like 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 the don't cry like <laughs> like oh no you're depressed oh like cheer ha- up what's for? like like, yeah. like like have you tried taking a walk outside like shut the fuck Hot up grass yeah like, like like yeah that'll help for five minutes and then I'll think about why my life's miserable again yeah well, at least you don't have to sit on the phone. <sighs> called 911 true right? isn't that you said yeah. this lady started she because yeah. of her they they mm-hmm. did that um in 2015 kitty's brother bill genovese made a documentary called the witness about his sister's life and murder and he wanted to investigate the truth about whether or not 38 people actually did nothing when she was screaming for help mm-hmm. he was able to actually get in contact with sophia for our son and you know, he spent time with Kitty as a little boy because like, mm-hmm. they live in the same apartment building. And he was actually able to tell her brother, like, because he always thought that she was alone the entire time. He's like, no, mm-hmm. my mother was there. Like, she yeah. she held her. She, you know, was with her. And uh, she comforted her, like, in her last moments. Mm-hmm. And that definitely, you could tell, made him feel a little bit better. Because this guy, yeah. like, this documentary, like, it's so good. And, and honestly, like, that girl that was, like, reassuring her and everything, mm-hmm. Sophie was her name, right? Sophia, yeah. Like, hero like honestly hero like 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 not all heroes wear capes like but she but she was a hero because honestly like even if help wasn't coming just i still want like like like, i still want to die like knowing that there could have i want the last thing you see at least Mm -hmm. to be me and not you're alone like right like like i like i would rather the first per like the last person i see alive like i see alive like be someone comforting me than the than the face of my Mm -hmm. killer than the face of someone who's violating me of course. Disgustingly. Like, I like, want my last moments for help to and be there was a comfort. guy that lived right upstairs and he didn't call the police or anything. Right. Until, like, until Kitty was, like, almost dead. 
Right. Like, because like he was afraid to get involved. People just didn't like to get involved and, in his business and that's too. Another thing, and too. it's just like get involved. And, yeah. and that's another thing too, because like especially nowadays, like people don't want to be the first person to call because oh, the the first person that gets called, the the person that makes the call is always like question first. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you have nothing to fucking hide. So why the fuck aren't you saying anything? Especially if it saves someone. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just like, if you have nothing to hide... Did you stab her? Like, like, exactly. It's like... Well, like, they actually did interview um, Kitty's girlfriend, Marianne, to, you know, question her. But, like, she was quickly ruled out. Like, she had nothing to do with it. Right. Um, and poor Marianne, like, I looked, I was reading, you know, interviews with her today. And, like, she eventually did, you know, find a new partner down the road and all that. And she for a long time didn't really speak about it but now she's like mm-hmm. you know what people need to know her story they need to i don't want her forgotten right i you know and she's like i don't i no longer own anything of hers or anything we shared or anything and it's just my heart breaks for her like right. she like she was could you imagine like she had no idea that any of this was happening and she's even said she's like she mm-hmm. felt some level of guilt because she's like what if i was there what, mm-hmm. Could I have helped her? Right. Would she still have been here? And, like, honestly, she's so strong for being able to move on like that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, with, like, my past relationships and everything, mm-hmm. like, I've been, like, so obsessive over them. And it's just, like, I, like, feel like, like, like no, that's my soulmate. And they're gone. Yeah. I'll never find love again. I'll be miserable. Like, I'll die alone. Like, no. Like, like that's, like, that, that that's how I feel. Like, she's so strong for being able to move on like that, too, I feel. Well, like, I think things affect people differently. Right, too. they definitely do. And like Kitty, mm-hmm. like the, hearing what kind of person she was and all that stuff, I don't want to speak for her. Right. But I think she would have wanted, you know, like live your life. Right. Like, you know, like my grandmother. Make it count. Like my grandmother was very similar to like she like like when she died of cancer. Like she told us like I don't want you to cry. Like I don't want you to be miserable at my funeral. Mm-hmm. Like we have this thing called like the nanny dance, and she said when. I'm buried when I'm cremated, whatever I want. I want you to do the nanny dance at my funeral. So we did the nanny dance. Badass. Right. I love it. Teach me it sometime. I definitely. (laughs) Yes. Um, So let's see here. So yeah, the documentary and uh, if you, you know, I definitely recommend checking it out. It gives so much more information on really who Kitty was. And like, she was arrested at one point for bookkeeping. Like, (laughs) Like he's like, I always, I always see this that's picture of my so sister, funny, though. and like that's her mugshot. He's like, no, it's not. And they showed it to. Me. Oh my god, it was so funny. Like she was just badass. I loved her. Honestly, um, like she, she yeah. seems like the type of person to be like, fuck society. Oh yeah, I don't care what you say about me. Oh yeah, like she was just oh so cool. And um, the one like the most haunting parts of the documentary is her brother Bill actually goes to the place where this happened. He goes to Kew Gardens and he gets on the street and. He hires a woman, an actress, to reenact what happened. He has her go down the street late, late at night, just because he wanted to, I guess, feel what it was like for her, in a way, in a sense, you know, Mm -hmm. to hear her screaming and to to see, like, how loud was it? Mm -hmm. Mm. Could it, you know, could it, like, could people, people, like, they had to have hear, like, Mm -hmm. they have to hear it yeah and he did it and like he's watching him just sit there and watch this woman walk down the street while this was happening it was just 
awful. Like it was very touching, and but it was like haunting. It's and like a I feel like it is, but like you Why? could tell, like he sat there and he cried after, mm-hmm. and like he could tell he has carried this with him since he was a little boy. And like, I feel like that shows how strong he is too, mm-hmm. like to be willing to reenact it because, like, I know, like I know, like some people would be like, no. Oh, like no you could like, tell he needed some form of closure or yeah. it did something for him yeah um but it's like just seeing it's just like having to identify a body it's like mm-hmm. i couldn't it's it's yeah. terrible but like deep down i feel like that's what everyone wants like mm-hmm. you just need you that need concrete that... evidence you yeah. need to see the like, like let's see uh well Winston Mosley he was sentenced to death good however <laughs> However, his sentence was commuted to 20 to life, and he was denied parole 18 times. Ha! El Bozo. Yes. And this fucking piece of shit, he died in prison on March 28th, 2016. A day before my birthday. Yes. So... He was in jail for. He was the a longest long time. serving inmate in New York, I think, like ever, ever, I believe. It's so sad she that should... she had to die because of it, but I'm glad that there's a better way to get help when there when help is needed. Now, of course. Oh, so we did anything happen on this day in true crime, Piper? Oh yes, there did. There was. So, actually, um. There was um, Timothy McVeigh, who mm, was responsible Mr. for the. Ice cream. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, um, he was uh, he was responsible for the Oklahoma City bombing on June second today. Um, he was found guilty. Um, little information: um, homegrown terrorist McVeigh was first profiled by the Waco siege chief hostage negotiator Clinton Van Zandt. Um, he realized that the Oklahoma bomb was two years to the day since the FBI had ended that siege with the loss, loss of life of 76 people. Van Zant said the bomber would be a white male in his mid-20s with military experience who hated the government for Waco. Timothy McVeigh was a white male, 27 years old, and former Army marksman who killed 168 for exactly that reason. For, I didn't know Waco was involved. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. He he was like he was like a fucking Waco extremist, literally. That's really like, interesting. He was like, it, and like it, it's like the whole like and like Ted Kaczynski, the the Unabomber. The, the Unabomber, like they have like whole manifestos, like like the Columbine shooters had a manifesto. Elliot Roger, who was I like thought, a fucking incel. I hate that kid. Yeah, he he, he had a manifesto. Well, his like dad actually worked in and in Elliot's manifesto, he actually referenced the Columbine shooters. There are so many killers who literally look up the Columbine shooters for, like, they yeah. look up to them for, like, inspiration and shit. Like, like it's, like, it's sad to say, but, like, Eric and Dylan are, like, the poster childs for insults. And the database thing with the internet and stuff. Right. Now, was Elliot Rogers, was that the Game of Thrones guy? The, the, yes. the college? Yes. 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 Mr. Yes. Mr. Yes. Mr. Yes. 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 Yes.
uh, yeah he's like i don't know why women don't want to date me yeah like, i like, have everything it's like 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 I, like yeah, I he's, yeah right. he's like he's like they don't deserve to live because they right. don't want to date me. and like it's like you reek of small now, dick energy now's the time to work on yourself bud right now's yeah. the time to get swole yeah he not only like he killed like those kids he killed like his roommates right and stuff like and like ugh, that's and like he like I, I think his manifesto is actually online, and you can like go look at look and read it for yourself. I think it's I read like, it when it happened. He made yeah. one too. Yes. yes, he made a manifesto. The Columbine shooters made a manifesto. Actually, Piper, my lovely co-host, oh you're so and welcome. our and our fantastic producer Chris. Yeah, we couldn't talking we, in the background. Yes, He's awesome. We could not do it without him. He designed literally. the logo art. He did the music. He literally set everything without up for him, me. We'd be fucked. Yes, fucked with a capital F. I love you guys. Thank you, Mwah. thank you, thank you, guys. We will see you. Well, you'll hear us. Actually, we're not going to see you. Um, probably next week. You'll hear our lovely, smooth little voice. I'm going to need this part edited week. because I'm fucking this shit. It's yeah. No, it's and I. I I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Okay, okay. It's all right. Guys, we'll edit some shit out. Until next time, lock your doors. <laughs>